The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. To all who come to our happy place, welcome to the No Guilt Disney Podcast. We have no guilt about our love for all things Disney. We are three Disney fangirls who probably know more about the Disney parks than most grown women should, and we're perfectly okay with that. Yeah, absolutely okay with it. I'm 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 usually okay with it. Like that's kind of my thing. So yeah, I have no problem talking about Disney, which is <laughs> really good since this is where we are today. <laughs> Hello, everyone. My name is Teresa, and you can find me on Twitter at Gertie the Dino. I'm Jane, and you can find me on Instagram at Real Mousewife WDW. Hey, y'all. I'm Patty Holiday from NoGuiltDisney.com and No Guilt Travel, a travel agency that specializes in Disney and Universal vacations. You can find me on all socials at No Guilt Life. And uh, we are bringing you the long awaited, much promised, probably overhyped <laughs> Disney Genie Plus episode. Uh, I know there's been a lot of discussion about Genie since this thing came out. Um, what, October 19th, I think was the official drop date at Walt Disney World. And there's been a lot of um, discussion and, you know, planning tips and hacks and ways that you can make the system work for you. And I think a lot of those are, are good to touch on. Um, but now that Teresa and I have each had an actual, you know, we purchased it, we used it, we experienced it, we lived it. Uh, We can give you guys our feedback about it, about what we thought about this. And uh, Jane can give her perspective as someone who has not used it. She used the free genie, right? But you have not paid for it. Correct. Okay. Uh, And just as a reminder, if anybody's new and just tuning in, Jane is local to Walt Disney World. So she comes at things from a different perspective, a mentality than say a vacationer might uh, might look at it, such as Teresa and I would. Um, So that's why she just hasn't touched it yet. I think if you were flying in from someplace, would you have used it? Do you think, I mean, you're not like anti-Genie, you just don't feel the need for it in your particular case. Is that accurate? Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, And we recently, uh, I was having a conversation with one of my friends who is going out to Disneyland for New Year's. And I said to her, hey, the rumor is, breaking news, the rumor is that Genie (laughs) is going to happen in like the next, I don't know, few days is what Mm -hmm. they're saying. Like, and it's going to drop sort of unannounced. Um, So I was like, hey, just get prepared to, um, you know, add that on as an additional cost. You're going to want to do that. And she was fine with it. And we went on our merry way. And that's how I feel. Like if I were going out to Disneyland, I would absolutely be adding Genie Plus onto my ticket. And uh, the same way that I used to pay for, uh, what was it called back then? You know, like the last Max year. Pass. Max Pass, yes. Um, the same way I would have paid for Max Pass. So, you know, like that's just how I feel. But, um, you know, for me, it's uh, fortunately and unfortunately, 
I don't need Genie Plus because my park days are very, very different than a vacationer's park days. Mm -hmm. Um, There are occasionally days where we go really hard and we try to do it from that vacation perspective. And um, we did actually say we're going to do it in the new year. Uh, We're going to take a couple of days and actually use Genie Plus and kind of attack the park in that perspective. But we definitely did not want to do that in the fall. And why not just uh, too many people or just too new and it's still working out some glitches, which is actually happening. There have been some changes. We'll touch on those in a sec. Um, But why are you not doing it in the fall? um, One of the reasons, a big reason is weather. Uh, We love the winter weather that we have here in Florida. So that like January, February, March time period for us is just, it's, it's a sweet spot. Um, Isn't she so- adorable with her winter weather talk, Teresa? <laughs> I know. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, for us, any day that we're able to go to the parks and just like wear a sweatshirt, maybe just a t-shirt and jeans, like that is, you know, prime time to be in the parks. And it tends to be a little less crowded then and then just um, outside of the holidays. Plus it gives them time to work through kinks. Cause we all know with any new technology, there's always hiccups and glitches and crap. I forgot to code that correctly. And so um, we knew that it would get a little bit better in the coming months. Yep. Yep. Okay. That makes sense. All right. Well, first of all, let's do a little bit of a rundown as to what uh, genie plus is and um then we can talk about, you know, a little bit if you think it's worth it for you or what we liked about it, what we didn't like about it, that sort of thing. Um, Teresa, do you have a handy dandy explanation or you want me to jump in on this one? Um, you go ahead on that because I know you have written up some handy dandy explanations. So I would probably forget something. <laughs> okay, not a problem. I just was throwing it out there as an option <laughs> to um, to to see uh, if anybody needed this. Okay, so first of all, basically Genie, Genie Plus, this is the system that is replacing FastPass. And the number one thing you need to know about Genie Plus versus FastPass is what, ladies? It's not free. It is not free. Wah, wah, wah. Now, I think uh, it's never good, you know, to pay any extra. But if you look at it from this perspective, what does make the fact that it's not free possibly good, possibly better than the Fast Pass Plus situation is that not everyone is going to buy this product. Not everybody wants to pay for it. Not everybody understands it. Not everybody sees the need for it. Therefore, those people that do buy it might get more of a benefit out of it um, than in the old days where FastPass was available to everyone. So keep that in mind. Um, And not to confuse things, there is Genie and then there's Genie Plus. Genie is the part of the app, uh, the My Disney Experience app that is free for all users and it's on My Disney Experience. And this is basically a personalized park planner. It's got a a real-time tip board. It'll help you decide where your next move should be, what you should do next, what line you should go stand in. Um, It'll give you ideas about mobile order timeframes or restaurants that are available near you, gives you estimated wait times, all of that. You can use that genie and it's free 
uh, to help you plan your day. So that's one thing. And then <laughs> you can plus it. You know, Walt was famously, you know, saying plus things. Well, they're plusing the heck out of everything around here. So if you want to pay $15 per person per day, you can buy yourself Genie Plus. And what Genie Plus allows you to do, the big thing that you get out of Genie Plus, you get all that other stuff that I just mentioned with regular old Genie, but you're going to also get the ability to book Lightning Lanes, which is essentially your fast pass option. You're going to be able to have this ability to to book a Lightning Lane for uh, 40 different attractions at Walt Disney World. And you'll also get augmented reality photo shots and some short audio tours. And, uh, you know, those basically are just kind of neat, cute, fun things. But I'll be honest, I didn't even, I didn't use any of those when I used Genie Plus. It just wasn't on my radar to listen to anything. Or I was already looking at my phone. I felt a little bit way too much for this purpose, for the genie purpose. And so I I didn't even do that. And I didn't even get my cake picture, my cake castle picture. And yeah, I blew it. So I will have to do that next time. Um, What's your thoughts on the little extras that come with Genie Plus? Well, say so the audio tours were one I didn't really utilize either, mostly because I did not have headphones with me and I'm not about to <laughs> just play to play the audio full full on my phone um, when everyone's around because you probably wouldn't be able to hear it that Can well hear anyway. It anyway. Right, exactly. Yeah. Um, I did do some of the pictures though, and I do think that they're fun. I think they should be free. Like mm-hmm. I don't think they should be an added part of it. I do like that if you have purchased Genie Plus, you do get some of the the photo lenses for a period of time after, but there are a few like the Cake Castle picture that only work if you're in the area of the attraction or of, of something that they're theming that um AR filter around. But it is nice that you can you can still play around with them after you get home and it's not like PhotoPass where it then stores it on there and you have to download it later. Like as soon as you take the photo, it puts it right into your your phone's photo library, which I also think was nice. Um but I think those were the I didn't really go do use too much else within the system, partially because I would also forget that I needed to like set up what my day was every day. Cause I'm yes. like, you know what I like? Why don't, why didn't you just keep it there? <laughs> so right. part of it was my own, my own fault for just not taking the time to do that. But I think that we haven't really, you know, we're gonna talk more about some of our tips later, but I think that is a really helpful tip, whether you're using the free or paid one. Um, if you do want to, take advantage of any aspects of it, make sure you go in each day and fill out the attractions you're interested in or dining or what types of experiences you like, because the system doesn't, it'll give you wait times and it'll tell you the, you know, the fast or the lightning lane times. But if you don't do that, you definitely cannot take full advantage of it planning your day for you. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, that's also kind of also annoying because, I think if I was somebody who's maybe there on my one and only vacation to Walt Disney World in what, two years or whatever it is, sure, that that's kind of a fun, cool thing to do every day. But somebody like me and you, I'm like, come on, Disney, you've got more information on me than the FBI. Right. <laughs> you know exactly you know where like. I'm going next. <laughs> I agree. So that was, um, I had to do that for the free version. Like you put in what you like 
to do and it'll organize like it doesn't do the lightning lane for you, but it'll tell you where to go next. And um, I did that. And I was like, you know, exactly that. Like I was in the magic kingdom. I was like, you know, exactly that I'm going to ride the people mover. And then when I'm done, I'm going to go to Buzz Lightyear. And then I'm going to try to head for the haunted mansion. Like this is, I, I do this like, you know, 75 times a year. Like, you know exactly <laughs> what I'm doing. Why do I have to keep telling you this? Right, 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 right. You Come on. You know better. You, we know each other by now. <sighs> it's a little annoying. Okay. Uh, okay. So that's Genie Plus. Those are the things that you get with that. But what does it mean? You know, what, what exactly is this? Um, some things to note is that there are some attractions that are not included in Genie Plus, but might be available through a paid individual lightning lane option. So there's another term you got to remember. There's Genie Plus that you pay for, and that allows you to use the lightning lane locations and to schedule your rides through this lightning lane option. Lightning lane is synonymous with um, uh, doing the fast pass thing that you might have remembered in the, in the, in the, in the past. The individual lightning lane same idea, but you got to pay a little bit more for these particular attractions. And there's two attractions at every park that uh, are ranking for that right now. Um, I don't know that they're going to necessarily add something later, but I could see them changing something. And we'll talk about a little bit we'll talk about those details here in a little bit. But um, right now they do have a set you know, two parks or two attractions at each park that they are going to ask you, if you want to skip the line, you need to pay for this. The good news is you do not have to pay that $15 a day to use this individual lightning lane purchase option. So you can save your $15 a day. If those other lightning lanes are not what you're interested in and say truly all you really want to do is ride Rise of the Resistance and that's where your laser focus is, everything else you are happy to stand in line, you know, as long as needed, but you don't want to stand in line for two to three hours for um, Rise of the Resistance, then you can pay the $15 for Rise of the Resistance on its own. Uh, coincidentally, it just turns out that it's the same price as actual lightning lane, but um, that's an individual lightning lane purchase and you can buy that separately. So they are separated. So I think what I like the most and also what I find the most frustrating um, working people through this system is I love the fact that there's all of these different options and flexibility, but at the same time, you like you can trip over them and you can forget and you have to uh, you it's like that uh, you know the Charlie Day with the, all the strings on the board <laughs> trying to figure out yes. like what everything means. That's what it feels like sometimes because there's a lot of different options. If this, then that, right? And you know, but that's that's one of the things I do like about it is that there is some flexibility. However, I recognize it is because I've been trying to explain it to people as a travel agent, I've been having these discussions and trying to walk people through it. Sometimes it's easier if they had never heard of fast pass before. And sometimes it's harder. Sometimes I'm like, ah, how do I, how do I help you understand this? Cause I can't compare it to fast pass. Cause you don't even know what that meant. Right. So 
Right. Anyway. That's what I was I was thinking about that because there are similarities to this, both mm-hmm. to the to MaxPass, to the FastPass Plus, to the the legacy paper FastPass system. There's similarities to all of these, but I agree with you. I almost think that for somebody who's never experienced it before, might have an easier time readjusting to this compared to any of the previous versions. Said as somebody who's very familiar with all of the previous versions, mm-hmm. and I had a time with it. So right, I did too. I mean. It, it's it's something I think once you get it, you'll get it and it will be this great benefit to you. But I won't lie, even Teresa and I, who, I don't know, I kind of consider us Disney experts at this point, um, still had a hard time with a few things and working the app the way we intuitively wanted it to work. It wouldn't quite do what I wanted it to do. Or I couldn't find stuff, I think is more my, my issue, my problem. Um, all right, so Lightning Lanes. That's what you're paying your $15 for. You can use it at any park. If you have park hoppers, you can, and you're starting in Epcot, you can book a lightning lane for after two o'clock in Magic Kingdom. That's not a problem. Again, see flexibility. They're like letting you mix and mash things. Um, so that's, that's awesome. But you can only use it. You can only use the lightning lane to experience your, um, your attraction one time. So say haunted, haunted mansion, you use a lightning lane for haunted mansion. You want to ride haunted mansion again, because it was so amazing. I mean, duh. um, you're going to have to use the standby line though. The second time you cannot get a lightning lane for a, an attraction two times in one day. Um, so that's, also just something to kind of pay attention to. Um, they're, they're not going to limit Genie Plus, um, you know, passes that they're selling. So you can stay up till midnight the night before and you can purchase your Genie Plus on your app at that time. You cannot book your Lightning Lane at that time, but you can go ahead and purchase your Genie Plus. But you don't need to stay up that late because they're not going to run out by the by the morning. So there's no there's no rush. I don't I don't understand exactly you know why that became a thing. But you know you tell us a time frame and everybody has to be first, <laughs> and maybe that was just it. But um, you can you know anytime between twelve and let's say six forty five in the morning, you're good to add Genie Plus to your tickets. Okay. Um, you can also do it in advance. If you have a package, you can add it and you plan on using genie plus every single day of your trip. You can add it in advance, but just know that everyone in your package, just like with regular ticket rules or with the Disney dining plan rules, it's all or nothing. Everyone is in the same boat. You go, I go. Right. And so if Patty, Teresa, and Jane are all booked in one room on the same package, and we have tickets and a hotel room. And I want Genie Plus, but Jane doesn't want it. Then I have to add it individually in the morning each day. I cannot add it in advance. If all three of us say yes, we're we're down. We all want Genie Plus on all all of the days that we're going to be there. We can add it in advance. I hope that makes sense. Um, it's that's only if you're a package. But again, it goes back to that whole flexibility thing that they've really built in, you know, for for the, the guests is 
in a situation like this where it's like, nah, you know, Jane, Jane doesn't care about that. And she's not going to ride those rides anyway. And, or she doesn't mind standing in line. It's just Patty who's super impatient and can't handle more than a 20 minute wait. And she's the one that wants to throw her $15 away. Um, then they allow me to do that and they allow Jane to opt out of it, but you just have to do it at a different time frame. And I don't, I don't see any, um, huge benefit to buying it in advance unless it's just the mentality of I paid for it in advance. It's taken care of. Like if you like that all inclusive feel of it's already done and I've paid for everything by the time you show up versus like feeling maybe a little nickel and dimed, you know, by having to add it each morning when you wake up, which I get. So perspectives just depends on who you are and how that works for you. Right. Um, but I don't think there's any perk to getting it in advance. Does anybody want to say that I'm wrong on that? I, I think the only one would be you maybe get a few extra minutes of sleep before mm. waking up to do your, your 7 a.m. lightning lane reservation time or the individual lightning lane time. If you're, if you're staying on property, you can, so Everybody can book them at 7 a.m. for the regular lightning lanes. If you have Genie Plus and the individual lightning lane, it's 7 a.m. for resort guests and 9 a.m. for for everybody else. So I would say if you're if you want those extra few minutes of sleep, but I think other than that, I don't think there's a huge benefit to doing it ahead of time or just you know like you said having knowing that it's done. Yeah, um, and some people really do prefer that. Like my husband is that way. He's like you know, let's buy the dining plane. Well, we don't really save any money, Rob. I don't care. Buy it. I just want to be able to sit down at the restaurant, <laughs> eat what I want to order and eat and not think about it. And I'm like, okay. So that's kind of his perspective. So he would be, uh, you know, teen pay for it in advance. Um, but, you know, just so you know, so anybody that's listening, you know, there's no right or no right or wrong way of doing this. Um, so if you forget, or you didn't, or you had a group that was a mixed group and some people want it and some people don't like, don't stress. It does not put you at any kind of disadvantage as long as you have purchased it before seven o'clock in the morning when everything does start flying off the shelves. Um, as long as you've, you've got it taken care of before then, then you're good. You're good. So, um, now Teresa mentioned the timeframes, um, Again, that you can, everybody, everybody, doesn't matter where you're staying, Jane at home with her annual pass, um, an off uh, resort guest, somebody who's staying like, you know, on the other side of Orlando, but is, you know, coming over and visiting Walt Disney World that day. Or if you are in the thick of things at the Polynesian, um, every single one of us can start booking our first lightning lane option at 7 a.m. And there are some that tend to fly off the shelves much faster than others. We'll talk about those in a little bit. And while Genie Plus won't sell out, the Lightning Lanes can and do. And the individual Lightning Lanes can and do. So that's just something to keep in mind. And that's where you want to prioritize and strategically pick what is most important to, to your family or your travel company um, on what you want to make sure you get done that day without standing in the standby line. Huge thing to note, note, every single attraction you can still stand and stand by, including Rise of the Resistance, that's new now. So you can stand in uh, in line, in the standby line for every attraction except for one, which is Pop Quiz Hot Shots, come on. Remy? Yep, Remy. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> you, 
you win. You win. Um, you do. Uh, you cannot like walk up and get into a standby line for Remy's Ratatouille Adventure. This is brand new, and that's why they're still doing the virtual boarding group process. Who knows how long this will last? Um, but for now, you still have to do the virtual boarding group process, or it is on the individual Lightning Lane purchase options. So those are the two ways you can ride Remy's. But every other attraction out there, you can go stand in your standby line and ride the ride. So it's not like you're being kept from doing that if the Lightning Lanes sell out, you know, for that um, that attraction. But it's just not, um, that is just something to note is that they do have a limit on how many they're, you know, giving out each day. And so there are going to be some attractions that look like they're sold out. Okay. Um, what else do we need to cover on these lightning lanes? Uh, so one other thing I did want to mention, just because I had talked briefly about, you know, setting your plans for each day, uh, something that I did really like was I for the for the first time I was using this I did um, Genie Plus on two days so the first day I was doing it I did kind of plan out my day in advance and it did bring up to the top as soon as that window opened it brought up the the attractions I'd said I was interested in it brought those to the very top of the list um, in terms of being able to to book my lightning lane time for them so some of the popular attractions there's a lot that their names start with an S or an R you know so it'll be like way down at the bottom of your list so if it's one that you're very very excited about and you know you want to get it um, go ahead and set that on your your plans for the day ahead of time so that way you don't lose time doing that scroll to get to the bottom of the list and possibly you know lose out on an earlier time spot that's like higher level thinking and i did not do that and i did have to do a bunch of scrolling but that's a very 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 good point to take it may sound like a minor thing it may not sound like it's going to save you that much time but some of these attractions, it may matter. And depending on, you know, how geeky you get and you, how into, you know, pre-planning you want to be, it may throw your whole day off, <laughs> you know, if you miss out on the one that you were planning to get that morning um, because you scrolled a little bit longer than needed. So that's a very good tip is to just go ahead and plan your day in advance. Pick the, say, two things that you're really most want to do and then Genie will put those at the top at 7 a.m. And it'll just be like, oh, click, click right there. Slinky dog. That's the one I want. Ba Boom, bam, gone. Done. And I say that because Slinky Dog Slinky was the dog one. Was it. It, well, Slinky <laughs> Dog is it. <laughs> this one, it will it will sell out quickly. So that one, it absolutely. Will. Like, and even if you're there, you know, you get it within the first thirty seconds. Your wait, your return time still might be a few hours out. So I'd say Slinky Dog, especially if that's the one you want to get. Make sure you have that set up ahead of time so it pops up to the top for you. Slinky Dog was my priority because, um, and Jane had to laugh at me when I told her my reasoning behind this. Um, Slinky Dog was my priority. I haven't been on Slinky Dog probably in two years because I won't wait in the long lines that are outside of Slinky. And, you know, it's like a 40 minute wait or something like that. I'm not going to, I don't, I love Slinky, but I'm not going to wait in a 40 minute line. And Jane's like, you would not survive as a local. We wait in those lines all the time. Like, I mean, granted, we're not, we're not like, oh, hey, let's go sit in a 90 minute line for Rise. Like that's not happening. But like 40 minutes, we're like, oh, 
it's practically a walk on. (laughs) (laughs) And and for us here, if you are new and don't understand like why it's so different, like the way I always see it is when I go to the parks, I'm going to hang out with my friends. So whether I'm standing in line, gabbing about whatever we're chatting about or having a snack or sitting on a bench or what, like, we're going to be talking about whatever anyway. So it, at least I'm standing in this line getting on something that's fun. Like that's how, always how I see it. So, and, and I think that's so smart where in my head, it's like a waste of time to stand in line when I could be doing something. Like I'm like, I have that go, go, go mentality of like movement is more important than like if there's a traffic jam, right. And there's a way to drive around the traffic jam, but it might add an extra five minutes versus me just sitting in the traffic jam. I will take that five minutes and drive around it every day, all day, rather than just sitting in that traffic jam, even if it's truly the shortest way through to get to where I want to go. Because in my mentality, like I just have to keep moving. So I think that's part of my issue. And and that's why Genie Plus is probably going to continue to get my money, not every single park, not every single day, but um, at least like probably my first day or two days, first two days that I'm at Disney World, so that I can make sure I get everything I want to do done without standing in any long lines. And then if I want to stand in a longer line later, I can make that choice, but I probably won't. I'll be honest. Um, (laughs) So a couple of other things to know, you can purchase two of the individual lightning lane passes per day. And the cool thing is, is that you can purchase these, two at any park. So say again, you have a park hopper or an annual pass and you're starting in Magic Kingdom and you're going to finish your night at um, Hollywood Studios. You can buy a individual lightning lane at 7 a.m. in Magic Kingdom. And then you can buy another one at the same time. You can buy them both at 7 a.m. set, but you can pick like a later time so that say it eight o'clock that night, you'll be walking on uh, Mickey and Minnie's Railroad. And you can purchase those two items at the same time at 7am. They do not have to be in the same park. They absolutely can be different parks, but you can also purchase the same two in this, you know, the same in the park. The only thing you can't do is purchase like, you can't purchase two trips on Mickey and Minnie's Railroad. That's, they're not going to allow you to do that. Everybody only gets one, (laughs) one chance to ride each of these rides. Um, But you can go ahead and make those purchases right at 7 a.m. Along with booking your regular lightning lane. So in theory, you could hold three lightning lanes at the same time. Two of them will be purchased. One of them will be part of the Genie Plus program. And you can have those sitting in in, in your schedule to to tap into later. does that make sense to both of you? I know it does to you guys, but I just want to make sure I said that correctly. Yes. Um, and the disclaimer I want to make to that is, so when I was doing this with one of my friends, I was staying at a resort. They were not. So when I was ready to book you know, at 7 a.m., the individual lightning lane for the one attraction we were going to do that day, I could not do that as a resort guest and guarantee that my my friend as a non-resort guest would be able to get the same time later on. So the individual lightning lanes, you get to pick your time for when you want to ride that. Every other lightning lane, it's just the next available time that they have open. Uh, so it, I 
I think my one of my biggest frustrations with this system, just compared to any previous version of FastPass uh, in the past, was that if you are hanging out with people that are not necessarily like in your room, are not part of your family, someone that you're just going there to meet up with for a little bit, unless they kind of match you on, you both have the Genie Plus, you both are staying in a resort, it can be hard to coordinate plans with people. Um, and even more so if they're not linked to you in the app, because forget it, if they're not, <laughs> you will not be making any coordinated plans. Mm-hmm. But I think it's important to mention that as you're, if you're trying to con- make plans with other people or trying to set up your day, um, it's it's more difficult if they're if they don't have the same type of schedule that you do. Yes, and that is, uh, I, I know that's one of the frequently asked questions. Is you know. Some of my family is staying at an offsite uh, timeshare and I'm staying on the resort. Can we book together? Well, yes, you have to be connected through the My Disney Experience app. You have to be friends and family. You have to, you know, show up. Just all of that has to be the same. Um, However, the difference does come in with these individual lightning lanes. They are not able to start purchasing theirs until the park's actually open to the public, where you as an on-site resort guest can start at 7 a.m. So that is something just to keep in mind. Um, Does that mean if you are staying off-site that that's going to put you at a disadvantage? It Yes, it will. But probably really only going to affect maybe two or three specific rides, which one of them is clearly going to be Rise of the Resistance. Uh, There are instances where Rise of the Resistance sells out of individual Lightning Lane options at 7 a.m. Originally, they were like dropping a second batch of them at 9 a.m. when uh, Hollywood Studios was opening. Now, it appears that they may still be dropping a a batch, but it's very, very small batch, (laughs) very, very teeny tiny batch that comes out at 9 a.m. So you have to be very lucky <laughs> to um, get those individual lightning lane purchases at 9 a.m. for Rise of the Resistance if you are an off-site guest. So be aware of that. Um, in that case, you know, you just may want go for it, see if you can get it. If you can't get it, just go ahead and get in that standby line and, and hang in there. Um, standby lines, it's the... Dirty little secret that nobody likes to talk about, but we're going to go ahead and throw it out there for you guys anyway. If you uh, are staying late and you are closing down the parks, as long as you are in any standby line, like say the park closes at 10 p.m., if you are walking through the standby line entrance at 9.59, Disney will allow you to ride that ride. They will let you, they'll let you ride it. They're not kicking you out of the line. They're not going to tell you you can't go. You just have to be there before the park actually closes. So that is one tip that if you do get shut out from Rise of the Resistance, consider yourself um, that you try to to get in line uh, for Rise. But also, Rise closes earlier than Hollywood Studios does. I don't know why they do that, but you it'll it'll trip you up if you don't pay attention to that. So please, please, please look at your Genie Plus, pay attention to how what time that attraction is actually open for. I want to say it closes at 8 p.m., but I am not sure if that's the hard and fast rule or not. Um, but I think it is uh, an 8 p.m. closure, like it's 8 to 8 
PS, something along those lines. So keep that in mind, please. Um, but that could be one way that if you miss out on your individual lightning lane for Rise of the Resistance, that you can still get on that attraction with minimal weight is by walking up at the very end of, you know, it's, it's opening time at the end of the night. And I think it's also semi-common knowledge and more so now that wait times are generally just a little bit inflated anyways mm-hmm. at most attractions. Um, you'll never get like hard numbers on this. And I think they they do that. Um, they did that especially with Fast Pass to build in time to to let people who have those Fast Passes in and kind of give people, you know, you'd rather have, you'd rather go in a line that says it's a 60 minute wait and have it end up being, you know, a 35 minute wait versus the opposite. So I think they always want to make sure that they, they've built in that extra wiggle room. Um, and you'll still see that now with, with lightning lanes. But the thing to know about that is there's way fewer people doing lightning lane than there were doing fast pass. I think people are still buying it and I think it's still, you know, significant enough numbers, but because it's not free, people are not grabbing them as quickly as they were before. So I think wait times, they still all look the way that you would expect them to see. But I think more often than not now, the wait times are lower than the posted. Yeah, that's definitely something um, you can kind of count on that to be the case. Um, Yeah, and and also don't be afraid if at the end of the night you walk up and it's saying there's an 80-minute wait for Tower of Terror, you know, two minutes before the park closes. I promise you that is not the case. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) They they inflate them to scare you off. Don't be scared. Go ahead and and roll that dice and and get in line. It's it's not too bad. Yeah. all right. Uh, so we, I mentioned Remy's before, and I just wanted to reiterate with this is that you can actually purchase your individual lightning lane for Remy. I think it's like $8 and also try for a virtual boarding group. Um, the virtual boarding group starts at 7 a.m. There's a second drop of that that's at 1 p.m. If you miss the first drop, you can try for the second drop. But you could do both. So if you want to ride Remy's twice, um, you can absolutely do both. Uh, Personally, again, because I don't like to wait in line, I noticed that I went ahead and paid for Remy's because uh, I wanted to ride it for sure once while I was there since it was a new attraction. So, And it was just me. So I went ahead and paid the $8 for it. And when I walked up to that attraction, there was a very significant line uh, outside. You know, the queue was all outside uh, and it was it was a very large line. That is your virtual boarding group line that that's that, you know, having that virtual boarding group, it does not necessitate or it does not, um, you know, give you a walk on access. The uh, individual lightning lane was essentially for all intents and purposes, a walk on situation. I just walked through the queue, picked up my glasses, maybe had, I don't know, a three minute wait (laughs) before um, I got on my rat and it went off and did my little spin. So Keep that in mind. If you're, you know, not about that line standing life, uh, depending obviously on your family's finances and the situation that you find yourselves in, you know, paying for individual lightning lane for Remy, you know, might be uh, worth it just because that virtual boarding group line can get long, especially if there's any kind of breakdown, it's going to back up. So keep that in mind. Um, But 
if you want to write it twice, you could do that too. That's absolutely a, an option. But the only way you're going to get to ride Remy's twice at this point in time is to do the virtual boarding group once and then also pay for the individual lightning lane. But you can. That is an option right now. Okay, so um, what attractions are included for individual purchase? I'm going to go by park. So Magic Kingdom Park is Seven Dwarfs Mine Train and Space Mountain. Epcot is Frozen Ever After and Remy's Ratatouille Adventure. Hollywood Studios is Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway and Star Wars Rise of the Resistance. And Animal Kingdom is Flight of Passage and Expedition Everest. Okay, and those are the individual lightning lanes. Those are all of the ones that are going to have an additional little charge to it. It's not going to be included in the $15 per day. This is the additional charge. And again, like we mentioned in the beginning, you can just pay for those two attractions a day and not pay for the $15, you know, every, all the other attractions in the park. Um, if, you know, you just have very specific needs. So that may be one cost. I don't want to call it a cost, cost cutting measure because it's Disney. Is there really any cost cutting measures that we do as guests? I don't know, but, um, it may just be one way to minimize, you know, how much you're spending out there. Um, so for example, I'm going to use my Hollywood studios park day. I went, this was uh, during the Wine and Dine uh, half marathon weekend, but it was early in the week. That week also happens to be called Jersey Week. It's where, you know, up north, everybody gets the week off, like as a fall break type thing. And a lot of them come down to Walt Disney World for the week. So it's a fairly busy week, but I wouldn't say, at least in my experience, the first two days that I was there, I didn't feel like it was exceptionally crowded or wild or, or anything along those lines. Um, however, you know, caveat to that is I am by nature a rope drop early morning kind of person. I want to be first. <laughs> I want to be at that line when it opens. <laughs> and um, because in my experience, uh, most people don't do that on their vacations. And I fully respect all of y'all that can and will sleep in. My body just actually doesn't do that very well. So I like to, uh, or my plan was all along, particularly with Hollywood Studios, was to get up early I actually saw the sunrise coming up over Hollywood Studios, uh, was to be there for the resort guest early entry. And big, big, super thing to note is that Hollywood Studios was supposed to open at 9 a.m. that morning for everyone. So the resort guests were supposed to be able to get in at 8.30 that morning. I was scanning my magic band at 745 and walking straight over to Star Wars Rise of the Resistance. So it was a pretty decent sized jump on the rest of the peoples that were coming to Hollywood Studios that day by getting up and getting there early that morning. So um, yeah. Yeah. I, I do just want to add this because I've seen this a couple of times on um Instagram particularly, because I spend a lot of my time there. Um, I've seen a lot of people say, oh, the early entry hours start at, let's say, 8.30 or whatever, 8 o'clock. And they'll say, oh, so I was getting on a bus 20 minutes before. 
So, or like I walked out of my hotel 20 minutes before and I had to wait for a bus and like, why didn't Disney, like, I guess roll out the red carpet for you. I'm not really a hundred percent sure, but like, if you are trying to get to one of these parks for that early entry, just remember that every other hotel guest, which mostly lately, I feel like we're like a hundred percent booked. <laughs> Uh, as Every a travel agent hotel. can confirm. <laughs> right, right. Like, no one can seem to get rooms ever. Um, Every other guest is trying to do exactly the same thing unless I am staying in a hotel. So you're welcome. Um, (laughs) But like they're all trying to do the very same thing. So everyone is going to be exiting the hotel and doing that. So the earlier you go for that, the better off you are going to be. So I just want to clarify that because I feel like there's been a lot of like misconceptions out there about that. (laughs) Yeah. And again, this is like delving into my theme park thinking and Jane was along for the ride when I was doing the sheet. She was up for work that morning. So I was texting her and telling her what I was, what, you know, where I was and what time I was doing things and whatever. And I was laughing because it kind of dawned on me, look, I won't stand in line for whatever, 60 minutes for for Slinky Dog, but I'll get up an hour early and then stand in line with all the early people to literally, I mean, it's, it was like the same amount of time, right? I just chose, yes, (laughs) I just chose to do it in a different place. I was doing it outside the park gate, but I think in my head, the way that it makes sense to me is that if I'm outside the park gate, I'm not I'm not wasting any time. I'm not wasting any park time. You see what I'm saying? Because your only time that matters is eight to eight. If that's what time the park is open. Exactly. Everything is only valuable during eight to eight. Exactly. I don't value sleep. I will take a nap later. Like, you know, sleeping in for an extra 20 or 30 minutes just doesn't, it, to, to me, that's, I'm like, no, I would rather be in line first, like I said. And, and I honestly, I was, I mean, I wasn't like very first, but I was probably one of the first um, 10 people through my line, right. the turnstiles. And then I walked, I did not run. I didn't even, I didn't even really walk with purpose. I just kind of walked casually. Um, but I made my beeline for rise of the resistance because my goal or my thought process was I'll pay the $15 for genie, but I want to save that $15 for rise of the resistance. You know, I have been on that attraction before. So for me, it was more, a bonus if I could write it than a necessity. So I can tell you guys that um, doing that, being one of the first group that went through, I think there, I think it was having some hiccups that morning because we we did pause in line a couple of times. Like at first you just were going through the queue and going through the queue and you were moving right along. And it was all, it was, I was just like, we're just going to walk right on this thing. But there was a period of time where we were kind of held and you were standing in line and uh, um, <laughs> and um, and that did happen for a little bit. But I think in total between the time I walked through the gates of Hollywood Studios and got off of Rise of the Resistance was in total, it was 30 minutes max. So if that is the ride you need to do, I think you have Wait. to... Two options. That was for Hollywood. That was you getting off. Yeah, that was. Yeah, that was me getting off. Um, That means you were in line for absolutely no time whatsoever. I'm aware, but I. But it felt like I was waiting forever because you know I'm impatient. Y'all, this is the problem. (laughs) Hey, I didn't complain to anyone but you. Come on. (laughs) Lord, (laughs) lucky you. (laughs) 
Well, it was just, it was just, again, it was in my head, it was a um, experiment, right? I just wanted to see how smoothly this went. And in my head, it's going to work one way. And obviously, it doesn't always do what I want. The ride doesn't do what I want it to do always. So I do know. I was going to say, like, that ride is notoriously, she's not a morning person. Mm -mm. So like, she needs her coffee, and you have to baby her. And if she doesn't get it her way, she shuts down and says, I'm not taking any more people. So like, if you understand the personality of that ride, then you know that mornings are not her thing. That's right. Mornings and cold days are not the rise of the resistance. That's right. That that's it does not make her happy. Um, So yeah, and by the time because Jane was asking me to basically describe what I was looking at. And when we got to the part where you get in line to go into the interrogation room, um, they were only loading one side of it. And she was like, oh, that's why it's taking a little bit longer. It's just because they don't have both sides going. And then at that time, they started loading both sides. So I think whatever hang up I was experiencing might have just mm-hmm. been the matter of them getting that second side up and running, maybe. Um, but regardless, she needed a second cup of coffee. She did. She did. And and then once I got on, the ride went totally smoothly and perfectly, and it was amazing and awesome. And I love it. It's really a very very cool experience. So if anybody ever wants to know, is it worth doing? I would say it's absolutely worth it, and it's worth paying the fifteen dollars for if you've never been on it before. And this is going to be the only time you can go on it, and you like Star Wars. Like if you don't like Star Wars, then maybe don't pay the fifteen dollars. But if you like Star Wars, then and you don't even think you have to be a big, huge Star Wars dork. I just think it's a cool concept and a cool storyline and has a little bit of thrill to it. You know, it's it's a great ride. So um, so, yes. So within that, you know, 30 within 30 minutes, I was off of that. And in theory, because my other what I was planning to do was go straight from Rise of the Resistance to Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway and get in line there. Because I did not want to pay that extra individual lightning lane purchasing. So that then I went straight over to Mickey Minnie's and it had this big line outside. They had not opened yet. <laughs> so, so I could not ride that one and I and they weren't able to give and they weren't gonna give a time. They weren't sure when they were gonna open. They weren't sure when they were gonna get up and running, that sort of thing. It was, you know, the typical um verbiage that they uh, do when, when rides are down. And so I went ahead at that point and walked down and rode um, rock and roll roller coaster, walk on. I didn't have to do a lightning lane or anything. And I also could have ridden um, tower of terror, except unfortunately that one also had this weird breakdown that morning. And so it was not running either, but in theory, I think I could have done Rise, I could have done Mickey and Minnie, and I could have done those two big headliners at the other end of the park all before 9 a.m. All of that would have been done before regular guests who are staying off-site were allowed into the park that morning. So if anyone ever asks me what my favorite hack, what my favorite tip, what my favorite suggestion is, and I know if you're traveling with kids, that can be harder. Maybe it's also easier because maybe, you know, kids don't sleep sometimes too. So so you might be up anyway. But if you can get you and your family out early and get there 
like Jane said, pay attention to when um, the uh, shuttle buses started. Um, officially, the answer is they start one hour before the park is going to open. So in this case, uh, Hollywood Studios was going to open for resort guests at 8.30. That meant the buses were scheduled to start running at 7.30. I got on uh, a bus at Coronado Springs at 7.25. And it took me straight to Hollywood Studios. It was like a five-minute drive. And so I was on Hollywood Studios property by 7.30 that morning. <laughs> um, so keep that in mind with your bus schedule or your, you know, if you're driving over and parking, um, that you want to be there early so that you can take advantage, uh, truly take advantage of the early extra magic hours. Um, 30 minutes is not a whole lot, but if they're going to open things up a little bit earlier unannounced, which I think they have to do uh, because of crowds, I think what happens is you get way too many people backed up in standing in, in the promenade areas trying to get in and, it's, it's a safety issue. And so they go ahead and they open things up and at Hollywood studios, they'll, they, they're, they were letting people on rights. So go ahead and, and make that early morning uh, transition. If you can, um, I forgot to mention that right at seven o'clock that morning, when I got up and started getting moving, I did book my first light in my first lightning lane. I did not purchase an individual lightning lane at that time, but I purchased my, or I bought the, the genie plus and my first lightning lane that I did was uh, for slinky dog. And so I had slinky dog. I had rise of the resistance done. I had in theory, I would have had Mickey and Minnie and I would have had uh, rock and roll and I would have had tower terror all set up, queued up for my full day at the park. And those are, that's a lot of the, that's like all the big attractions. And I would have had that taken care of if they had all been up and running, which they all were not. So there you go. <laughs> uh, but that's, that was how I handled Hollywood studios. Um, Teresa, what did you do with Hollywood studios? So for the, the first day I was doing Genie Plus, I also had Hollywood Studios first. And that's primarily because the friend I was going around with, they hadn't been to Walt Disney World in maybe three or four years. It had been a very, very long time for them. So we had a list of attractions they wanted to do. And most of them were in Hollywood Studios. So our thought was, okay, well, we um, at 7am, you know, we got our Slinky Dog. And I think the return time, like booking it at 7 a.m. was around 10.30. So again, that one goes very quickly, but we were happy with 10.30. And then we rationalized, okay, we, we can park hop till two. So if we have to do standby in some of these lines, that's totally fine because it will, you know, it'll stretch out <laughs> our time in the park that day. So we also, we got there early um, for the early entry. And so I want to say, we got there it was a few minutes after. So it was, I think it was like an 8.30 open that day. We maybe got there at like 8.10. So first thing we did was go right, um, go into line for a Rise of the Resistance. And I want to say it was like 45 minute wait time. Uh, and it was pretty close to like when we actually got off the ride it was maybe like 50 minutes after that. So I think that worked out really nicely. And then I can't remember the order of things we did after that. But I will say we did not really get much use out of Genie Plus outside of our Slinky Dog time. Uh, we definitely had an issue where by the time we were able to use Slinky Dog, 
it things were just kind of like popping up and then leaving. So I think my biggest frustration with the system was you would it would open up, you would see it, you know, the next available time for an attraction in the park that you're in. Um, but by the time that you tap on it, because everybody's doing this also, the time might have jumped by two or three hours. And if you are trying to coordinate this with someone else, and then you have to agree upon what you're doing, by the time you actually select, okay, hey, that sounds good the time may be beyond, you know, beyond what you were looking at, or you may have other plans, or you may be going somewhere else. So I think something for for Genie Plus, here's my other helpful tip, is have one person in your party who is designated as being like the Genie Plus person who is going to book them for you and make sure that, you know, you, you let them know what your priorities are, but have one person be like, okay, I see this, I'm taking it, and that's what we're doing. Because if you try to discuss it at all, the time you thought you had will be gone. <laughs> and um, it's will if you are park hopping and you see that there is an attraction in a different park that you want to do, um, you can book it as soon as like your window opens um, for to book another attraction, and it will push it back if you if it has a time at like eleven fifty, um, and you know it's going to be your second park, it will push back that time to 2 p.m. because it knows that you're not in that park. However, if you're also planning to do a third or fourth park later on that day and you're not sure what time you will get there, you will not have any luck getting uh, lightning lanes for those parks because your option at that point is to hope that by the time you're getting there, there's still something left. Or if there's an attraction you know you want to ride there, you'll have to kind of keep looking for that that time to come up within that parks, you know, the next available lightning lane time. And for the way that I do theme parking, it just did not work very well for me. <laughs> well, something also to point out is um, utilize the refresh um, uh, system on Genie Plus. So when I first went and looked at uh, Slinky Dog, I had in my head that what I wanted to do was book it for like after three o'clock because I had a lunch over in Magic Kingdom area and I also wanted to go to the expo. And so I wanted it to be like a four o'clock or later slinky dog. So, but the first one that came up for me right at seven o'clock in the morning was like nine or 10. And I was like, no, that's too early. I don't want to do it that early. I wanted to do it, you know, later. So what you do is you stay in that window where it's like showing you a time and you drag your finger on your phone screen and it'll refresh. And when it refreshes, it'll show you a different time and refresh. It'll show you a different time and refresh. It'll show you a different time. And here's the thing is when a lot of people are like, Oh no, it's showing that it's sold out or whatever. If you go and you keep hitting that refresh, sometimes things will open up and will show up that you can grab. And I think that what is happening is like right at seven o'clock, everybody is kind of playing the game. Well, what do we want to do? Oh, let's see what's available on Slinky Dog. Hey, do you want to do Slinky Dog at this time? No, I don't want to do it at the time. I wanted to do Tower of Terror. All right, well, we get out of Slinky Dog and we go to Tower of Terror. But when you first looked at it, everybody was in Slinky Dog. And so it appeared like all of the times were being chosen, right? And so when people either cancel or bounce out and go pick something else instead or go look to see what else is available, you know, see if there's a better time frame or whatever. There's 
whatever they may be doing, that gives you the opportunity if you are laser focused and there's only one ride that you're trying, you know, specifically to get for, uh, using that refresh button may, may bring up alternate options. Um, and that's, that's how I got the time that I wanted is I just kept refreshing until enough time went by or went through or whatever that Genie Plus was finally like, okay, fine, you're looking for something. Here it is. <laughs> and they gave it to me. Um, so that's something else to keep in mind is if you look at something and it's saying that there's nothing available, like, you know, in the window that you're trying to, to shoot for, just keep hitting refresh because I saw that happen a couple of times with a couple of different rides where I wanted something earlier. All it would show me is something later. And instead of taking that later one, I kept hitting refresh. And when I hit refresh, it would show me something earlier eventually. And I think that's because somebody else who was looking at that time decided not to take it. And that's how I ended up with it. Yeah. And like I said, I think my problem, it was just that, you know, an earlier time was available. So I went to click on it, but then having to confirm by the time I confirmed. Absolutely. With my yeah. guess, like that's it. Then you like, you, it'll send you to the next step, but it'll be like, oh, it'll show you whatever the, the actual next available time is, which usually would be, you know, four or five hours out. So what it's definitely true that something may come up and be available. And I think if you're doing it as a, as a single solo guest, I think that makes it a little easier because you don't have to mm-hmm. <laughs> agree with anybody else. But so that's just something if you tap on it and the time changes it's generally just because it doesn't it doesn't save that time like as soon as right. you select it it will as it's basically by the time that you're done going through all the steps so just something to be aware of um and uh, with my second my second attempt uh i actually didn't even make it into hollywood studios the day i had genie plus my second trip because that was going to be i think my third park second or third park that day and it was it was raining, so I was like, I, I was only going to go to a park if it actually seemed like I could get something. And I remember looking, and maybe around like three or four o'clock in the afternoon, everything was gone for Lightning Lane except for Muppet Vision, um, and everything <laughs> else had you know ninety minute waits on top of that. This mm-hmm. was and this was a busy week. This was Destination D weekend, which was also Deborah Day weekend. And the IAPA conference was the same one, mm-hmm. which is the big like amusement park and attractions conference that they have in Orlando every year. So this was like, it was full of theme park people <laughs> that week. So I was not surprised to see lines, but I think Hollywood Studios is one of those parks. I think it's one of the ones that is very worth having Lightning Lane in. But especially if you were doing that as your all-day park or your morning park, it mm-hmm. is much more difficult to use in the evening. Yes. Um, so recommendations. I would say the two parks that I would spend the money on for sure is going to be Magic Kingdom and um, Hollywood Studios. I think if you do not have park hoppers and you are going to Epcot or Animal Kingdom, particularly if you are going, um, if you're if you're happy to be a rope dropper, if you're happy to be there early, um, then I think that you're you're fine. I don't think you necessarily need it. Now, Jane, you mentioned earlier you were just there this weekend, and you said maybe not so fast. So, what's your experience with it? Because it sounds like it was kind of busy this weekend. Uh, I was in Animal Kingdom just today. And it was crowded, like crowded that we've never seen types, these types of crowds in Animal Kingdom. 
Um, it was very, very difficult to even walk through the park, let alone stand in a line. Um, the only thing that we did was we took, um, obviously we did kite tails because <laughs> obviously <laughs> why are you even going to animal kingdom if you're not sitting and doing kite tails twice? Um, and we had a treat. We had us, uh, the kite tail Sunday, which by the way, they tell you that it comes out with a King Louis kite on it. And it doesn't, it came out with an Everest thing, which was very strange, but we took the train over to Rafiki's planet watch or whatever, because everything else was just wild. Like no pun intended. (laughs) The lines were so crazy. And so one of the things we had done was when we had first looked this morning, we were like, Oh, let's see if we can, um, pay just to do Kilimanjaro Safari because we love it. And we were like, oh, that must that's one of those paid ones, isn't it? And it turned out it wasn't. So we didn't do that. But I could absolutely see that if you're coming during a very peak week or holidays or whatever, that you may want to do this in every single park because it's just incredibly frustrating to do standby. Now, with that said, Last night, because I am not a rope dropper, but I am a park closer. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And that is what I do best. Um, Last night at Magic Kingdom, we were at Magic Kingdom from 6 to 10 when it closed. And again, the crowds were Christmas, spring break, like that level. Everything was sold out. You couldn't get a park pass yesterday for any of the parks, no matter what park ticket you had. And... But, at, you know, after fireworks let out, we mostly had five-minute wait times on the simpler rides. Um, a Haunted Mansion was posted at 40, and it was, like, 10. Uh, so I definitely think that there is – if either be a rope dropper or be a park closer if mm-hmm. you're not going to do Genie Plus. I agree. Um, But if you're going to be there in the thick of the day, and if your time is super valuable because you only have a handful of days here or whatever, then just just buy it. (laughs) Buy it and then figure it out um, because I I definitely think that's probably going to be worth it for people that value their time like that. Yeah, I agree. And and I just – and I think you're right with the either be rope droppers or be park closers or – or both. both. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I Listen, mean, do you? That's what naps are for, folks. I'm telling you. Uh, go back to your lovely resort and, and refresh and then head back out and close close the place down. Um, but yes, that was that was my thinking too. And watching on social media, I did notice um particularly I was trying to pay attention uh during the week of Thanksgiving because that was kind of the first true test I felt for Genie Plus since that the they're historically like massive crowds and this year was absolutely no different. Um, and that was where there was actually uh, some changes that took place. Um, I alluded to these before. I personally did not get really deep into this whole idea of stacking rides. I loved the idea of stacking rides, but I also felt like, um, maybe Disney was going to pull that out from underneath us and they kind of did. <laughs> so 
we weren't, I wasn't wrong on that. Um, so when I went to, uh, when I went and I used Genie, I did not purposely like try to stack or try to do anything too wild and crazy. Um, but you may have heard this term thrown out there into uh, the world, this whole idea of stacking up uh, rides, lightning lanes that you can use later through this, I don't want to call it a loophole because it wasn't a loophole. It was it was just the way the system worked. And once people figured that out, they were able to use it very successfully uh, to to get what they were what they were looking for and what <clears throat> and what stacking was allowing you to do is by the um, the the idea was you you get your first uh, lightning lane at seven o'clock in the morning, but you make it for say five or six o'clock in the evening, so that when the parks opened. Two hours after the parks opened, you were eligible automatically to, everybody's eligible automatically to get their second lightning lane. And you would go ahead and again, get one that was later in the day, or you would get one that's a little bit earlier and you'd use it. And as soon as you scanned your magic band, that would allow you to be eligible for another one, even if it hadn't been 120 minutes. Like it was just this very, I don't kind of complex, um, thought process behind it all. I didn't, did either one of you guys ever watch any of the videos, the TikToks or the, um, Instagrams, uh, you know, kind of explaining this. I know there was a lot of folks that really went in hard on this idea of stacking things. I tried, I liked it in theory, but I just didn't get too excited about it because I didn't think it was going to last. I was just gonna say I did I definitely watched um, what people had to say about it I think like anything else um, Genie Plus works really really well if you understand how to maximize and use the system and so if you're the kind of person that really understands technology and can follow all these loopholes and tricks and whatever um, certainly on TikTok there's plenty of that information and so like I highly recommend that if you're a person that just wants like simple like how to just, just get me to my next ride. Then I would even say, just like, forget that that even existed. <laughs> mm-hmm. That was kind of what I did. <laughs> yeah. Because otherwise you're like, is it time? Is it not time? And like, I don't know about anybody else, but like that would be, drive me crazy and like make me super anxious of like, mm-hmm. am I missing things? Am I not? And so like, you know, I like at Disneyland, like I knew exactly how to always stack my my max passes out in Disneyland, right? And so like I would set a timer and I would just do it, but I understood how to work that system to my style of travel. And I think for me, I was aware that these things were out there and I was aware that you could do it. But like you, Patty, I didn't think that was going to, I didn't think they were going to let that go for very long. But I also, because I was partially testing this out just so I could give good feedback on it. And 99% of guests are never going to be doing that. Like they're mm-hmm. going to want to experience it the way that, you know, going from what they know about FastPass or just kind of getting to the park and then figuring out when they're there. Like I wanted to be able to have that experience and not kind of go into it with like, I'm going to game the system now and do everything that I can. Like, okay, that's great. But that's also not how I do any Disney trip ever. Like I'm not there to try and ride as many rides as possible. And some people are. So I think if, you know, Definitely makes sense for those people to do that, but I'm like, that's just not how I want to enjoy being in the parks. I don't want to be in my phone constantly or trying to figure that out. I'm like, I want to be there 
and just being enjoying my time there. Mm-hmm, <laughs> so mm-hmm. again, you know, it's, there's tons of resources and I'm sure now people are coming out with new ways of, you know, making the most of the system, but that's just not, not my vacation style. So leave it to the people if it is. Yeah. Yeah. So (laughs) as far as the stacking thing went, um, you know, this is something basically Disney clued in or recognized because what was happening is that the stackers were getting in there um, and it looked, it appeared from this end when I was watching uh, reports and I was looking at the app and uh, that Genie Plus people would buy their Genie Plus, but by by like nine or 10 o'clock in the morning, there was not a single lightning lane anywhere to be had. Like they were all selling out. So that meant you paid $15 for maybe one, maybe two lightning lanes. And that was it. And I don't think that was what it was intended. You know, I, I feel like they still hope or want you to get three, you know, uh, you know, as, as your idea, cause that was what they did with fast pass. But um, because I think because people kind of were working the system and they were they had fit things figured out. Plus, also it was so many people um, that week. Plus, um, people listening to podcasts and suggestions like we are that are saying if it's really busy, you probably want to go ahead and get your you know get the get the fast passes or get the lightning lanes. Um, I think just all of that like factored in, and it kind of was ugly for a couple of days there, but then Disney went back in and they made some arrangements, they made some changes. Um, and so now it's really not the, the whole stacking plan that was out there is not really out there instead. So what we know that you can do at this point, this is again, like our, we're going to wrap this whole thing back up around with just a recap of what you can and can't do here or how, how, how Genie Plus works in a nutshell. Um, you may book a ride with Genie Plus starting at 7 a.m. On-site, off-site, doesn't matter. Everybody can book a ride with Genie Plus at 7 a.m. If your ride is more than 120 minutes away from park opening, then you can book another one after 120 minutes goes by. So at 7 a.m., you get a 5 p.m. ride, okay, for example. You aren't penalized. They're not going to, like, not let you use Lightning Lane again until 5 p.m. You can use it after 120 minutes from park opening. And that's real opening. That's not resort guest opening. That's real opening. So in our Hollywood uh, Studios example that we used earlier, that's 120 minutes from 9 a.m., not the 8.30 a.m., okay? Um, so then you can book another ride and it goes through um, at that point, it's either a 120 minute wait between lightning lane choices or uh, right after you scan through and, and, you know, have, have used your magic band to go through and get on your attraction. Those are your two windows. The app will tell you what time that is and it will tell you when you are eligible to make your next lightning lane choice. If you happen to scan in before that time frame, you'll be able to make it at that, that point. But if not, there's that 120 thing. Um, the big thing is um, you can scan your ride. Um, when you scan your ride, you can book another one. Or if your ride expires, say you just didn't get to that ride, then you can book another one at that point. You don't 
you know, they give you a grace period. It's five minutes early and 15 minutes late. If you show up outside of those windows, you'll have to have a discussion (laughs) with the cast members and see if they're able or willing to make any exceptions. Pretty much no is what I'm hearing. So that does also mean if you have a dining reservation at that time, you know, keep that in mind when you're grabbing your, your lightning lanes, you just you may not be able to sweet talk your way through if you show up late. Okay. Um, Now you can cancel a ride if you see something else that you like better. So say you went ahead and you grabbed it for the jungle cruise, but before you ride it, you see there's a Peter Pan open and you'd rather go on Peter Pan. You can cancel your jungle cruise and go grab that Peter Pan. Uh, So you can do that if, if you choose to. Um, Now, when you finally scan, your 120 minute rides, you can book another one, but only if you haven't made another choice yet. So I I got my jungle cruise. As soon as I scan into jungle cruise, I could pull my, my app up right there in line and pick another one, but I can only do that if I don't have another one, like waiting out, you know, if I had uh, at seven o'clock in the morning, I'd pick something like at five o'clock at night as long as I don't have anything else on hold, then I'm able to do that. If I have something out there on hold, then I have to wait that still at 120 minute window before I can get another one. It's kind of weird how they fix that. But this is how they are keeping people from doing that stacking thing that was coming up and being so popular. Um and that's Genie Plus. I mean, there's so much more to this. And I think it's one of those things where we can talk about it all day, but it absolutely is something that maybe you need to uh, experience yourself to truly get the hands-on feel for what this visually looks like, how it feels, and if it works for you and it works for your style of touring or not. Overall, I don't hate it personally. I I do hate having to pay for anything additional, Um in my head, I always wish that um, Disney would just like wrap things like this up into the price of the ticket. Like if they had just increased the ticket price by $15 a day, I'd be mad about that, but I'd be like, ah, it is what it is. <laughs> but asking me to make that choice to spend an additional amount on what I've already paid, um, it, it, like psychologically, I don't love it. However, I get it that this way it also allows that freedom and those choices because there are absolutely like, why make everybody pay for it when not everybody's going to use it? Right. So is it a money grab? Sure. Of course it is, but is it useful and does it serve a purpose and can it make your trip better? I think so. I do think there's, there's some, some distinct perks um, to using the system once you figure it out and once you, you use it. Do I think you can go and just do standby all day long and still have a great time? A thousand percent. Yes. I think, yes, you absolutely can. So, you know, it's just one of those things where I don't feel like this is a Disney must do, but it's a Disney maybe do, right? I agree with that. I think it it depends on your park style and it depends on where you're going. I think for me, I am probably not going to do it again on future trips for a while. If I think... If it wasn't the 2 p.m. park hopping restriction, I think I would get a lot more use out of it. Um, I agree just because, you. you know, I, I think- agree with you. Yes, that park hopping 2 p.m. thing really 
put a cramp in my. I left Hollywood Studios that day by ten o'clock because I had done everything that was open and available that I wanted to do. And oh, I heard. <laughs> I heard all about this at 930 <laughs> in the morning when Patty was like, I've done everything I want to do at this park and now I can't hop until two o'clock. What is this? I didn't really like this. And I was like, well, maybe you should have slept in like a normal human. She was like, absolutely not. She's like, what am I supposed to do? Go to my hotel and like, I don't know, actually do work. And I was like, well, that's also an option. Which is what I did, thankfully. (laughs) As I say, but also it was race weekend. So like, you know, there were like other things to do as well. But yes, by 930, Patty was complaining to me because she had done everything she needed to do in a park. And I was like, tell me again how this is a terrible system. (laughs) It's it's the park hopping. I, I, I understand the thought process behind it. I am sure it works for Disney. I'm sure it works for their staffing, you know, whatever. But gosh, man, let me park hop starting at 11 or 12. Please change. Yeah, yeah, even if it was a little earlier. And I think until as long as they have park reservations, I don't see this going away Mm -hmm. because that's the only way they can guarantee people go to the park they reserved mm-hmm. and stayed there for a certain amount of time mm-hmm. so the two of these are gonna be together for a while sadly Agreed. Agreed. Um, but even if they like I said even if they moved it up like you said i think 11 or 12 would be much easier time for me to work with or if they had a morning only <laughs> version of genie plus where you get it up to that 2 p.m time where you're changing parks i also think i would use it in that case because i wouldn't feel quite like i'm losing out you know the money i paid for the second half of the day uh so the second time i did it i did go to magic kingdom first and doing that as a solo guest i did get much more use out mm-hmm. of like actually taking advantage of the the lightning lanes um and you mentioned jungle cruise and i will say for magic kingdom that is also one that goes very quickly that was the one i booked at 7 a.m for that day so jungle cruise especially while it's jingle cruise Mm -hmm. because that's such a more limited experience but i'd say if that's on your list of attractions to do think of that as like your your top priority for magic kingdom yeah Um, so i I have a list um and i will put this in show notes but i have a couple of posts that just basically answer that question what should i what should i prioritize on lightning lane and it tells you that jungle cruise and peter pan at magic kingdom are going to go very quickly so that's an example right um earlier i said that you know with the paid individual lightning lane options i do not i i, I don't know I don't know how Slinky Dog isn't the paid one. Um, I feel like, I, I mean, I know it, they're thinking it's because Minnie and Mickey Railway is so new. Maybe that's what they're thinking. But I can't, I would swap them if I was Disney, personally. I would tell people to pay for Slinky and to stand in line for, uh, or to get, you know, the the unpaid one for Mickey and Minnie. But maybe it's also because of, like, height restrictions and, like, they can get more families will pay for does that make sense? You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. So- I have two thoughts Thoughts that I just want to throw in here. Yeah, One yeah. is yes to Jingle Cruise because last night Jingle Cruise was the single, song, single longest line at the park and it was a 70-minute wait. 7-0. I wild. could go ride Big Thunder Mountain in 25 minutes and Jingle Cruise was 70 minutes. So that's the first thing. Definitely Jingle Cruise, Jungle Cruise, whatever, whatever time of year you're here. Um. And yes, I do think if you look at the pairings for the parks, I think that what they tried to do was pick like a family ride and a thrill ride 
in some sort of capacity um, just to try to capture, I think, more guests. Whereas if they just make it all the thrill rides, then anybody that comes with small children will just be like, oh, well, I definitely don't need that, right? Mm -hmm. Because they'll just say, oh, I don't need to buy those. Um, But I think if they have a family-friendly option that you know, could, you know, have a potentially long line, I think that's a good option, which is also why I was really surprised that the safari was not a pay for option. Yep, I agree with you. Yeah, I agree. Uh, Especially they'll update, right? So like Space Mountain isn't always going to be on there. We know that Tron's going to come and Tron's going to take that. Absolutely. 100%. (laughs) Well, and I was thinking of it too. I think they also tried to, they're going to try and keep those attractions in separate parts of the park too. Cause especially if you think of animal kingdom, I I feel like for the most part, it's going to be like the the newer attractions. Like those are going to be the ones people want to ride more. And so you would think that in in theory, if they were going with that, it would be the two over in Pandora. Um, And granted the, the Navi river journey is not the most exciting ride. I can understand why they would go for Everest over that um but like you said i think i think they tried to keep the attractions themselves separated somewhat so that way if somebody's there realizes oh this is an individual lightning wing one i can't do that let's go find whatever the next closest one is so i i feel like you said um you know the the attractions will change and we didn't mention this earlier i don't think but even the pricing for those attractions will fluctuate based on the the time of year and the day that it is. So I think Rise of the Resistance is the only one that hasn't changed price. That's pretty much $15 every day. And the other ones are anywhere between, I think seven is the lowest I've seen and then anywhere up to 15. So double check <laughs> how much it costs that day. And it might be a lower cost day or maybe it does seem like more something you're more willing to spend. Yeah, no, I, I agree with you. Um, I agree with both of you on those those thought processes. Um, again, th- this is what Disney does. Everything's going to be fluid. Everything's going to have some changes. Everything's going to um, ebb and flow. This is still a very new um, process uh, for Disneyland goers who are asking, what about us? As Jane said with her breaking news earlier, the rumor is is that it's coming to Disneyland very, very soon. So um, we'll have to see how that plays out and what that looks like a little bit differently or not differently um, uh, for the folks over there. We do know it costs a little bit more at Disneyland. It's up to $20 a day per person at Disneyland versus the cheap version over here at Walt Disney World. Um I don't know. Everything costs more in California. Is that where we're going with? I don't. I, but I think I'd be more willing to do that there because if you see, if you're, you know, if you get a chance to park hop and you're over, you know, you're did for your first park, you're in your second one, and you realize, oh, there's a lightning link time over at the other park. You just run right back over there. You, you so, can. It's a lot easier. So, yeah, so I think I think you get your money's worth way more in California because of the proximity. Mm-hmm. Yep. That that definitely factors in. It factors in. Uh, okay, there there will be more. We know there will be more. You probably have questions. Where should they address their questions, Jane? If you have more questions, uh, you can post them in our Facebook group, which is No Guilt Disney on Facebook, or you can send us an email at noguiltdisneypod at gmail.com. And join us each week on the No Guilt Disney podcast, because as Patty likes to say... It's no fun to fangirl. Rope dropping alone. Look, y'all, I like my rope drop, all right? Get on my level. It works for me. Bye, (laughs) y'all.